You know what I love about life? It's always a decision. You'll always have a decision to live a better life, even in the smallest details. Forget about the external things that you can't control. When you wake up in the morning, how do you choose to start your day? That's a decision right there. Do you put nature's best ingredients into your body? Do you start your day with intention? Do you set up yourself for success by creating good habits the night before when you go to sleep? These are all micro decisions that, uh, that you make on a daily basis that add up to the overall quality of your life and success that you have. You know, it's undeniable that being in nature puts you in a better mood. Even scientifically, it's been shown to reduce inflammation in your body. Reducing inflammation reduces your risk of disease. Makes you less stressed. With a clearer mind, you're better able to navigate life and make better decisions. Decisions like the ones we just talked about. And you know, with access to the internet, the information you have available to you is unlimited. All knowledge is free. If money's a stressor, invest your time into finding a way to make money online. There's an infinite number of ways to do that. If you want to get in better physical shape, do your due diligence and watch YouTube videos on the human body and the best exercises to do for your situation. I mean, I could go on, but I think it's really important and empowering to realize, to internalize that the path that you choose for your life is a choice and it's, it's always in your, under your control. The external circumstances, the things that happen to us are out of our control, you know? There are so many things that we just have no choice over. And to get caught up on them, to get dwell on them, for me, I see is meaningless. There's no point. They're an illusion. For all intents and purposes, they don't exist because you did not create them. You create your reality daily with the choices that you have and the thoughts that you have and the actions that you take. You know, I always talk about confidence and how it's Again, another decision. Confidence is a manifestation of all the promises that you make to yourself and whether or not you were able to keep them. It's an accumulation of that. When you step onto the field as an athlete, I'm speaking as a footballer, you're confident because in the past you have social proof that you're capable of doing what you're gonna do. And in order to get to a point where you have enough social proof and enough credit with yourself to prove that you're capable, you have to first make that step into the unknown, into the abyss. And I think that's the hardest part. That's where people fall. And it's a bit of a paradox. In order to be successful, you need to first be unsuccessful. But a lot of the times we wanna be successful without the unsuccessful bits. We wanna have success without failing, you know? But I think it is in failing that we realize success is not the goal, but the journey is really where life is lived. You know, it's in the ups and downs. It's in the realizing that there is no such thing as perfection. The more consistent you are in your actions, the more clarity you will have with the direction of your life. And just some very actionable steps. This is how I start my day. You know, I wake up and I have salt in water, a sprinkle of salt in a bottle of water. Immediately hydrating my body after, you know, eight-ish hours of dehydration. You know, boom, your body starts working. You start transitioning from that state of sleep to the state of wakefulness. And to solidify yourself in that state, I would recommend exercise. You know, exposing your skin to the sun. And even if it's not sunny out, the sun is behind the clouds and the UV rays still shine through. And turn on that part of your body that reminds itself that it's time to take on the day. It's time to wake up. It's time to turn on the systems. It's time to get things going, you know? So next thing, Take a walk around your block. You know, go for a 10 minute, five minute walk. This is where having a pet, actually a dog, comes in handy because more often than not, they're the ones forcing you to do that. It's such a healthy habit and 
There's no going back. There's no chance that you'll fall back into temptation, into maybe getting back into your bed, getting an extra 30 minutes of sleep, maybe going on your phone, whatever it may be, if you go for that walk. And then as soon as you get back home, do 100 push-ups. So let's say you can only do 10 push-ups in a row, do 10 push-ups 10 times. However long you have to take in between, you know, maybe find something productive to do in between, like journal. This is the second thing, this is, or the third thing. Set your intentions for the day. Whether it be just you manifesting in your mind or actually writing down, I believe it's more powerful to write down your intentions, to write down your thoughts, to write down your goals. But in between your push-ups, do that. Your mind is clear, your blood is flowing, you're fully awake. Think of your day as a canvas and your mind as the author. And your hand is but a mechanism to create a relationship between the two. And it's impossible for you now, if you do those three things, to have a day that doesn't feel like a win. Because regardless of what you do for the rest of the day, you've already done the most difficult thing. And on social media, I see a lot of really um, intense, really complicated, convoluted morning routines, really extreme ones, you know, borderline perfect, which doesn't exist. Perfection is a red flag. And the act of seeming perfect is also a red flag. I can't tell you the amount of times this week that I've struggled with being disciplined in how I start my day. This is why I'm talking about it, because I've had many days that quote unquote were a waste, you know? But it's a decision every single day. I don't want to feel like that again, so I'm going to do this. You know, I don't want to feel like shit, so I'm going to not feel like shit. I'm going to do things that don't have me feeling like shit. I just think that life is such a beautiful thing, and we're all so powerful, we're all capable of so much. And I just want to see each and every one of us succeed. You know, the limits that you place in your mind based off the opinions of others or the preconceived notions that you have about this life and what we're capable of, erase those, eliminate those. Every time you feel one of them hindering your ability to progress, be conscious of that and make the opposite decision. If you feel like you're incapable of doing something, even if you don't fully believe it, like if it doesn't feel quite right yet, trick yourself into believing it. If you're taking on a new task, and maybe it's in a slightly pressured situation. Like I'll give an example. I was playing football the other day with some really good players and I'm not very good. Just like objectively, I'm not a good player because I have not been playing for very long. My technique is not very good and my movement is not very good. My IQ is not very good. Like it's such a difficult sport. And I kept, I, I kept, it was actually fascinating because I felt my mind slip into self-doubt as a habit. It's crazy. I started having these thoughts, I'm not good enough. I started looking for excuses like, what can I do to get out of this game? What can I do to excuse the fact that I'm not good enough? Because I need other people for some reason to know that I'm not good enough and it validates my insecurities. It's a very interesting thing our mind does. Just by the way, uh, you can probably hear the water in the background. I'm at the beach right now. I'm just doing some mobility work and the sun is shining on me. It's setting. It's such a beautiful place to be, such a beautiful, situation to record a podcast because there's nothing but gratitude and connection all around me going to the beach on your own to watch the sunset is such an amazing thing you know before i was like i need to go with someone you know it's you always want to feel like you have company you're always doing things in in pairs but i don't really have any friends here like i don't there's i don't really know anyone in portugal and i just decided to come on my own to experience the sunset by myself you know it's a beautiful thing too to be able to be alone, but not lonely.
and to appreciate the little things and what you and what you have to offer, you know. Well, back to the foot volley story. I found myself falling into self-doubt, and it was a habit. And it's a habit that's instilled to you over however many years of, you know, insecure people around you, you know, in, in reflecting their own ceilings subconsciously, absorbing them. And this is why you always have to maintain a level of self-awareness. You always have to be aware of your thoughts and meditation is key. Meditation is the thing that allows you to open the door into that other realm of existence. Otherwise, you'll never even know that it exists. Like, people who are not self-aware have no idea that self-awareness is even a part of the spectrum that they're capable of tapping into. It's like with social awareness, you know, you have some friends that just do things where you're like, how could you be so, like, disrespectful or rude in, like, public situations, you know, just like that sense of social awareness, but they just have no idea. They're just not aware. They're incapable of understanding that that is something that exists. And this is a lifelong practice. It's not something you can ever teach someone directly. There's no step, there's no tricks to becoming self-aware and pursuing ascension, you know, pursuing an evolution, you know, unlike the one that is set out for you in this life. So long story short, with the foot volley game, I ended up turning things around. I made a bunch of mistakes. I started uh, feeling like shit. But every single time I got the ball, every single time, I got an opportunity to fix it. I thought in my head, I'm going to do the best that I can. You know, I really doubled down on my focus on what my next move was. And I didn't let those negative voices, you know, spiral me down into just like an abysmal performance. It's so much more comfortable making excuses than it is to try and better yourself. Because that takes courage. Your ego has tried to convince you that perfection is something that is, uh, that you should be attaining, you know, that you should be maintaining and projecting into this world. But it's a removal of the ego and an understanding that there is no such thing as perfection and there is no projection that you can show to people that will fulfill you and make you feel complete. I honestly get so many messages on Instagram and Snapchat and wherever else of always the same thing. It's always, I know I'm capable of doing something and yet my mind won't let me do it. Or I've had a poor performance, like when an athlete messages me, I've had a poor performance and I'm worried about the next game. Or, you know, I can't seem to get my mentality right. I know I'm a good player, but I just lack confidence. And it's so interesting to me because the answer is always in the question. The answer that person is searching for is always in the question that they ask. I know I'm a good player, but... Just get rid of the last part of the sentence. I know I'm a good player, leave it there. And every time you feel the sense of doubt, the last part of the sentence creep into your mental, erase it. I know I'm a good player, but no, 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 no. I know I'm a good player, period. And why do you know you're a good player? Reinforce it with social proof? Because of X, Y, and Z. Remember the times that you played well. Remember the times that you felt confident. Now, there are definitely tips and tricks that can help you put into a, be put into a state of confidence, but you need to be able to tap into that when you don't have access to these switches. One of my favorite sayings that I use is live life as a meditation. You know, just as when you sit in meditation, the thoughts that circulate your mind, oh shit, oh shit, I'm being bombarded, I'm being attacked. One second.
I was sitting too close to the to the water. The tide is coming in. So as I was saying, living life as a meditation doesn't mean you're literally meditating as you go through life. What it means just as when you sit down to meditate, immediately you're bombarded by all of these circulating thoughts, these distracting, seemingly distracting thoughts. When you live life, you're constantly being bombarded with distractions and obstacles and problems and issues and things that demand your attention and your energy. Now when you meditate, are you going to become distracted by those thoughts? No. But what is the solution? To force them away? Also no. Because by focusing on having a clear mind, the opposite happens. If you so badly desire a peaceful life that you avoid all sources of conflict, all potential obstacles, you are only going to attract more of what it is you are focused on and then that's the negative. So the point here is not to focus on the negative but to rather observe and accept the situations that demand your attention. Allow the illusion that distraction is to move past you. You should feel no attachment or desire because with attachment and desire you will only find suffering. The worst meditations I've had are the ones that I've been so focused on having a clear mind. And the worst days I've had are the ones where I've been so focused on making sure everything goes perfect. Not being able to flow with life is a dangerous place to be. It needs to be like water. I'm observing the water right here. It morphs into the cracks of the rocks. It merges with the sand. It becomes one with the sky. You know, to a certain point, you can't see where the water and the sky become separated. You know? Be like that. Think like that, move like that. And I personally believe once you accept these concepts, you start becoming self-aware and practicing them on a daily basis, you start living life as a meditation, you start pursuing ascension, you start striving for excellence in all that you do, you start incorporating all three pillars of life in mind, body, and soul, and treating your existence as a holistic relationship, as a holistic experience. It's only then that you truly begin to live. It's only then that you truly begin to realize and experience your potential as a human being. But it's for that purpose that I've created this community because this is something that I truly feel like is the right direction to go in life. And I want to find, you know, with the power of the internet, with the power of social media, every other person that also believes the same because there's nothing more powerful than a community of people. There's nothing more powerful than a collective belief. And speaking of community, I want to take it to an even deeper place. You know, Instagram's amazing. But I've also talked about the messages that I get. And at a certain point, I get too many to be able to respond. Like before, I would respond to every single one with voice messages, helping you, guiding you through all of your issues and problems, you know, to the best of my abilities, based off my own experiences and what's worked for me. But I feel like it's time now to connect the people that are the most serious about this, that truly want to achieve something special in this life. And it hasn't been set up yet, but definitely stay tuned to my Instagram. When I launch the private community, obviously it's gonna cost money, but it's not gonna be expensive because at the end of the day, I don't want it to be free because I don't want just anyone joining. You need to have some level of commitment. But I don't want it to be too expensive that it inhibits, you know, people from networking and connecting with like-minded individuals. 
and having also access to me one-on-one because that's the reason why I started this is to connect with you guys one-on-one, ideally in person. But until we amass enough people doing meetups on scale and connecting everyone together uh, is, is not quite yet possible. So I made a tweet the other day and I kind of want to leave off this episode on this note and I'll paraphrase it because I don't remember the exact wording. But if you want to be an eagle, how can you expect to achieve that spending your time around the pigeons and the crows? And at a certain point, as much as we need to love everyone and accept everyone, just because they're good people doesn't mean you have to spend your time with them. And this is a point that I will continue to hammer home until it internalizes and resonates with you because this is something that I wish I learned a lot sooner. You know, just because they're a good person does not mean you have to spend your time around them. And more often than not, it is better to be alone, not lonely, but to be alone in company with yourself, excelling on your own, learning on your own, than to be around people that are holding back. And whether not only themselves, but you. And whether they do it intentionally, consciously, it doesn't even matter. If they have limiting beliefs and they're unwilling to change, if they're not self-aware, like we talked about earlier, how there's just some people that just don't get it and you have to wait for them to come to it on their own, don't spend time with them. Just simply don't. It's that simple. Like, if this is truly what you want, don't spend time with them. Because I have so many examples of people in my life that even if they're good people, the little jokes that they make, maybe about the things that I post or what I believe in, yeah, they're jokes. I pretend to laugh. But at the end of the day, that joke came from somewhere. Personally, I have no reason to joke about anyone else's belief systems. It just has never crossed my mind. And I can only imagine that joking about something that someone else believes in, that someone else is following, must come from a place of insecurity. You know? It's covering up for something. You're not courageous enough to take a step outside the box of the norms and believe something yourself. So you try and bring down down others, like crabs in a bucket. I'm sure I've talked about this before, but as soon as one crab tries to leave the bucket, all the rest pull it down because they would rather see everyone in the same situation than one person make it out. And this is very serious, you know, because I would hate for you, knowing deep down inside that you're capable of so much more, carry on with the rest of your life and look back and realize I could have been capable of so much more. I could have been doing so many more things if I didn't have those subconscious limiting beliefs that ultimately stem from the people that I spent the most time with. If you're hanging around five people that smoke, you're gonna become the sixth. It's inevitable, that's how life works. That's how energy circulates. And most people that you spend time with will only know a fraction of who you are and their judgments of you will be based off that fraction that they've seen. And if that fraction that they've seen, which is it's impossible for it to encompass everything that you are, that fraction that they've seen is not who you are, then their judgments, their assumptions, and their thoughts about you are not gonna be truthful and in alignment with what you believe in, with the person that you are and the person that you wanna become. It's impossible. The only person who might be able to do that is your mother or members of your family, you know, people that have spent the most time around you, that truly understand you on a different level. So spend time around egos if you want to be an eagle. And spend time around crows if you wanna be a crow. I personally would never want to be a pigeon, but I could see the, I could see the um, the appeal to being a crow. There's something beautiful about them as well. But the eagle is the 
idealistic, you know, top of the food chain, powerful, majestic, thoughtful, and wise, you know, bird of prey. Plus, there's something about looking at them. There's some aura that they carry with them that is undeniable, you know? And I feel like bringing that into your life is the energy that we're looking for here. One other tip for my athletes, although this is so unrelated, but one thing I do every night before I go to bed is lift my feet up against the wall and let the blood flow down, you know, have my feet above my heart. That improves your circulation. And honestly, I've noticed a massive reduction in injuries or tweaks or niggles or, you know, soreness from working out or exercising when I do that consistently every single night for at least 15 minutes. And I'm not going to lie, I'm usually on my phone when I do that, but you can read, but I'm on my phone editing. So like whenever I need to edit, I'm always have my feet up against the wall or I'm rolling them out or I'm doing some sort of stretching or I'm doing something as well, you know, so that my time on my phone, even though it's productive, is doubly productive. I'm doing two things that I can multitask and pair together to hyper utilize my time because time is the only asset you can't get by. So on that note, I appreciate every single one of you for tuning in. Sorry if the audio is not quite amazing. Not that it really ever is, but... I had to do this one at the beach today. It was just so incredible. We have a beautiful sunset and being in nature always opens my mind and helps me feel connected to reality. It's such an amazing thing to do before you go to bed. Would highly recommend uh, it for everyone. It's also very interesting witnessing and observing the different types of people that come to the beach. You know, you have those that are here to truly experience the power of the ocean and the sun and connect with the earth and you have those that are here to escape. You know, drinking and smoking and partying and you know, to each their own, but one I see as more permanent and lasting, and one I see as a temporary fix to a deeper, more fundamental imbalance in one's life. You know, if that's the only way that you can enjoy situations and moments like these, it feels like there's undeniably something fundamentally wrong with how you're going about living your life, you know? But... I'm not trying to pass judgment, merely making an observation, and maybe you can reflect on yourself in moments where, you know, in aspects of your life where, where you feel the same. But God bless. Like I said, I really do appreciate each and every one of you. If the inner circle, private community sounds appealing to you, if that's something that you want, um, you know, and you're willing to make that a investment, because ultimately I want to be able to allocate time, but I need to be smart with delegating my time. And, you know, obviously my time costs money. So that's just the nature of business and the nature of life. You know, you shouldn't be giving your time for free always. Especially when you, this is what you do for a living, essentially. Like, like I do with this. But I'll let you go now. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll see you next week.